friends, our second lesson is from the book of Genesis, the 18th chapter, verses 9 through 15, and then the 21st chapter, verses 1 through 7. Immediately preceding this story, the great patriarch Abraham was sitting outside, and the Lord appeared to him. And the Lord appeared to Abraham in, a, in the visit of three men. These three men come to visit. Abraham knows that it's actually the Lord who is visiting him. And so Abraham extends this great hospitality. He invites the three men in. He feeds them. He gives them something to drink. And that's when our story picks up today. The men said to Abraham, Where is your wife Sarah? And Abraham said, There in the tent. Then one of the men said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At a set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, Oh, yes, you did laugh. Now the Lord dealt with Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son, whom Sarah bore him. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Now Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, Who would ever have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, there is no such thing as preaching unless your words are in every word that are spoken. And so I pray, come Holy Spirit and take these words and make them your own. We pray, too, that your Holy Spirit would come upon us all, that you would be in our hearts and minds, that we may hear your words of grace and love this day. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a lot of prehistory of the Bible in our story today. This is the story of Abraham and Sarah, who began in the Bible by the names of Abram and Sarai. And the Lord God comes to Abram and says, I will be your God and you will be my people. God creates a covenant 
with Abram and Sarai and gives them new names, Abraham and Sarah. And thus begins this relationship between Abraham and the Lord God because of this covenant that God established. God also comes to Abraham at another time when he is 99 years old and tells him that he will have descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and that Sarah will give him a son. And Abraham laughs. It is utterly laughable that God promises to give him a son through Sarah because of her and his advanced age. And so then we have this scene that plays out under the oaks of Mamre, we are told, out at the tents where Abraham and Sarah are living, and these three visitors who are the presence of the Lord God come and visit. You know what happens. We just read the story. These three men, one of them says, I will come back and Sarah will give you a son. And this time, Sarah, who's eavesdropping from the tent, she laughs. And the man says, why did she laugh? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? And it actually comes to pass that they do have this son whom they name Isaac. And the passage ends with these wonderful words from Sarah. Whoever would have said that I would give Abraham a son, whoever would have said it. But our entire biblical witness is full of stories that begin with whoever would have said. Think of it. We have the story of Moses who begins his life abandoned in a basket of reeds pushed out into the water who grows up to kill a man. Whoever would have said that God would use Moses in order to free the people? Whoever would have said it? Whoever would have said that any of the prophets from the Old Testament would have been someone that God would use to give a divine message to God's people? Whoever would have said that Amos, who was a farmer, would have a word for God's people? Whoever would have said it? Whoever would have said that Mary would have the Messiah and that this child born of Mary and Joseph who grows up as a carpenter, whoever would have said that he would redeem the whole world, no one would have said it. And look at the Apostle Paul. Whoever would have said that the Apostle Paul, a persecutor of Christians, would have a faith experience and become one himself and found the church. Whoever would have said that with Paul, no one. But into every one of those situations, whoever would have said, there comes this question, is anything too wonderful for the Lord? What's lovely about this story of Abraham and Sarah is that we realize that God is doing this good work in their lives, not because they are faithful. Oh no, they both don't believe that this is going to happen. It is literally laughable to them. And God is not giving this great gift to Abraham and Sarah because they have been so wonderful. No, what's happening here is that God is working good in the world because that's who God is. It's not dependent on Abraham or Sarah. It's not dependent on something they have done in the past. It's just God doing God's good work in the world 
for God's own purposes. Because we know God's purposes are that Isaac will grow to be one of our patriarchs in the faith. Whoever would have said this could happen, no one would think this could happen, and yet is anything too wonderful for our God. And so if this is what our biblical witness tells us, we have to start wondering what the questions are in our lives when we've thought, whoever would have said this could happen. Whoever would have said that you would become a deacon or an elder or a trustee of the church, whoever would have said it, and yet is anything too wonderful for God? No, because God calls God's people into leadership, not because of who they are, but because of who God is. Whoever would have said that wonderful things can happen, whoever would have said, but is anything too impossible for our God? This passage reminds us of who God is. And God acts in freedom and love because that is who God is and what God does. And I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks as I've prepared this sermon, this idea of whoever would have said, or is anything too impossible for God. And I've thought about it a lot this week when I've gone to visit one of our church members, Marilyn Shields, whom some of you know. And about nine months ago, Marilyn got very sick and was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And not only was there cancer on her pancreas, but there was cancer in other areas too. And she was told she had about six months to live. You know, I pray with people who are ill a lot. And I pray for peace and for comfort and for wholeness and for love. But none of us would have thought that anything could happen out of this terrible situation except for her six months and her death. But Marilyn started feeling a little better. And about a week ago, she goes back to the doctor and they do another scan. And part of those tumors around the pancreas are just gone. Make no mistake, she's still terminally ill. But whoever would have said that there would be more life available for Marilyn, that there would be a blessing in the midst of the darkness, none of us would have said it. The doctors didn't say it. But is anything too impossible for God? I would like to tell you that if we are good enough people and we pray and our hearts are right, that we can somehow affect the future. But that is not the case. But here's what we do have hope in. That the God who created us out of love also works in our lives out of perfect freedom and love. And into every one of our situations where we think, whoever would have said this was possible, into every one of those, the Lord God works his purposes because nothing is too wonderful for God. So Marilyn is still very sick. But there is this moment of respite and love in the middle of the darkness because nothing is too wonderful for God. I hope for you each that you remember this sermon 
and you remember it only because of this, that you remember that God worked out of freedom and love for God's people. And it doesn't always look like what we want it to. I have to laugh every time I read this passage about Abraham and Sarah because I think, is it good news to have a baby at 100 years old? I don't know that it is. I don't know that anybody was looking forward to that. But it was good news for the world. And it was good news for all of us because they gave birth to Isaac, who became one of the patriarchs of our faith. God works in our lives. Doesn't always look like what we expect. But you can rest assured that God will offer you love and goodness and action in your lives because that's who God is. Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? The answer is no. And thanks be to God for that.